I'm Nelly Sapon, and this is Two Southern Corners. In every episode, you listen to short stories written by my friend, Eleni Noah, and I. Each story is spiced with flavor from our Latina and African roots. You can also read them on twosoutherncorners.com. That is, twosoutherncorners.com. Listen now to one of our short, long-lasting stories. Back to Being Gabriella, written by Eleni Noah. She waited patiently for him to wake up after knocking him out with a bottle of cheap sparkling wine they had bought before entering the sleazy motel. She had planned it the same day the judge granted him house arrest, despite all the evidence against him. She had covered the news since it became known that Giannina, an eight-year-old cognitively disabled girl who was his stepdaughter, had disappeared from the house where they lived. It was not the first case that affected her. After all, all the cases she covered were equally sad, but it was probably the last straw that broke her. She could not bear so much injustice anymore. She had been writing the country's top news stories for over 10 years, but she never got used to seeing the Western people. She and her fellow editors saw and heard horrendous things. Then, they wrote stories that were made palatable to delicate readers. She knew the gory details of every crime. She interviewed the victims and also came face to face with the perpetrators to take their statements. She saw the photographs before they were finally edited, so the details were not second people who didn't have the stomach for it. She didn't have the stomach for it either. But that didn't matter. It was her job, and that's what they paid her for. The problem was that she couldn't afford a psychologist with whom she could unburden herself. Her friends no longer invited her to Alton's to avoid her mood-killing comments. And her co-workers were just as burnt out as she was. As soon as the day was over, they all fled the newsroom to shake off their frustrations. Although nothing was enough to help her sleep when insomnia feasted on her immense frustrations, she could at least cry under the cold shower and go for a run with her dog. It was in the middle of her last run to blow off some steam that she decided to do it. Three months had passed since Janina's disappearance, but the police had gone nowhere with the case. It was obvious that they, along with the judge, had all been bought. There were also rumors circulating that they had found evidence that this man had been torturing the little girl. The same day he returned home after being released, she saw the photographs the police found on his phone. They showed Giannina with cigarette burns and bruises all over her body. She spent the rest of the day nauseated, secretly crying and writing articles about this and other cases. At the end of the day, she took off her office shoes and ran back to her flat. It was a humid night, like all nights in Asuncion. Full of mosquitoes, stalkers and motorbike thieves, but she didn't care. Fury swirled around her and clouded her eyes. She saw and heard nothing but her own thoughts. And by the time she reached her street, she had it figured out. It was no problem getting information about his whereabouts, let alone his activities. 
He acted like someone who could buy everything with money, with impunity and no remorse. He went in and out of his house whenever he wanted, despite being under house arrest. Every Wednesday night, he went to the same bar and always left with a different woman. Getting his attention would not be difficult. Her legs filled in no time as she set foot in that bar. She wasn't worried about being recognized. That was one peck of being a print journalist. Few people knew who she was. She saw him sitting in the back and the rest was a piece of cake. Besides her deep cleavage, there was flirting and silly girl giggles. Half an hour later, she was sitting at his table, letting him grope her. Although she was deeply disgusted, she knew there was a price to pay, and that was hers. When he suggested they go somewhere more discreet, she agreed on the condition that he bought her favorite sparkling wine. He accepted, delighted. He also agreed to her certain somewhat strange conditions, like him leaving his phone in the glove compartment of the car or going to a certain motel, which she knew had no cameras and charged in advance, making him pay for six hours, no more and no less. He thought he had won the lottery with this fairy redhead who kept hinting at the great nights they were going to have. He didn't notice she waited for him to open and close the door for her, so she wouldn't touch anything in the car. When they entered the room, she opened the sparkling wine and made him take a sip from the bottle. After that, she danced for him. She took off her dress, blindfolded him with it and laid him on the bed. She climbed on top with a bottle in her hand and smashed it on his forehead. When he woke up, he found himself bound, hand and foot. The wound on his head was bleeding profusely and it prevented him from getting a good look at the person in front of him. But he knew it was her. She was no longer wearing a red wig, but a bathing cap, latex gloves and a black jumpsuit. The rules were simple. He would tell her what he had done with Giannina and she would let him go. If not, she would insert a taser into his pants as many times as necessary until she got him to cooperate. He made the mistake of cursing her, thus giving her a chance to prove that she meant what she said. When she pressed the taser against his crotch and heard him howl, she felt the limits of her own consciousness disappear. All the fear she had carried up to that moment was lifted. She could do it. She really could do it. After whimpering for a few seconds, he learned his lesson and turned to beg. As he kept begging, she intensified the torture. Each added word she didn't need resulted in him being tased some more. Pushing for information was no longer necessary after the fifth taser. Amidst a bath of sweat, blood and roll, he confessed he had sold Janina to an acquaintance who was in the business of buying girls from poor families in the countryside. There was no need for him to say what this other man wanted the girl for. Although she had prepared herself for what he might say, his confession took her by surprise. After a few seconds of standing still, she climbed on top of him and beat him with some brass knuckles she had brought with her just in case. Although her eyes were opened, she did not see him but Janina's tortured little body, the faces of the victims she had interviewed, 
and the countless unedited photographs that had been placed on her desk. By the time it was over, he was no longer moving. After giving him the coup de grace she had planned, she left the scene in his car. She wiped her fingerprints off the few places she had laid her hands and abandoned it in a deserted area. She then used his phone to text a well-known police chief with the name and whereabouts of Giannina's kidnapper. When she arrived at her flat, Gabriella noticed that the anguish she had felt almost every day was gone. She hummed a song under the shower and then fell into a deep sleep seconds after lying down. Hours later, she opened her eyes and found Dante staring at her with a snout on the bed, expectantly. She took her time to yawn and stretch and then smiled at the pile of assorted wicks she had bought a few days earlier. Would you like to go for a walk, honey? We are not running today. We don't need to. Did you like what you just listened to? Then subscribe to our newsletter on 2southerncorners.com to be the first one to receive a new story every week. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there as nelisapong 37 and eleni.noah. And last but not least, please consider supporting us so we can continue delivering these short stories to you here and on our website. You can do this with a monthly or a one-time contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. That is buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. See you next time.